It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time to go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Done time. Oh, wrap it up. And Donovan Mitchell, you saw him just kind of put his hands on. Yeah, it's over. The windmill, the windmill to win it. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Oh, yeah, NBA season uh, gets going today. So we've got to bring on friend of the show, our favorite sports investor, Zachonomics on Twitter. His name is Zach Price, a regular on the show, and a lot of futures uh, to hit on including uh zach's one of a few that's still alive in my survivor pool so we want to hit on that super bowl futures but zach we must start with the nba we're going over some of the uh the current prices as the season tips off earlier on in the show and it's funny like all it's just like there's a group of five teams all right put them all seven eight to one that's how a lot of sports books are handling that okay we'll go to the next tier everybody's 14 to 20 then we'll drop it down a little bit that just really seems like uh where the pricing seems to be is there value in grabbing any championship futures today or is there more value in actually sitting back watching some of it and maybe buying a team that you believe in low yeah, you know, those those top teams, you know, Boston and Milwaukee, Golden State, uh, the Clippers, the Nets, they, um, they're all bunched up there. I kind of want to see how the season starts for a couple of these teams. So the Celtics, like Robert Williams is injured. Their head coach is, is not going to be around for the year. Um, I would not be surprised to see them struggle a little bit out of the gates. Uh, Golden State, I, I saw Steve Kerr is going to be limiting the starters' minutes coming out of the gates. They might be a little out of shape off that championship season. So, um, the, a couple, you know, the Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, maybe what they play like? Kawhi didn't play last year at all. George played maybe mm-hmm. 30 or so, 40 games. Um, again, yeah. I want to see how that team comes about. Uh, the Nets bringing in Ben Simmons, he didn't play at all last year. Let's see how that plays out. The Milwaukee Bucks are probably the only team out of all those that I would maybe buy some futures now. They started very slow last year as well into November. They were about 500. So um, I did pick up some Bucks futures. I had a lot of Bucks futures last year, and uh, my heart broke when Chris Middleton got injured in that Celtics series. So I'm going to start up with the with the um, with the Bucks and wait to see on those other top teams right there. I love that. Yeah, we were just talking about that earlier in the show. What about MVP? So Jokic won it the past two seasons. Giannis, um, the two before that. It's got to be some yeah. new blood in there, right? Who? Where are you looking for MVP? So it seems like every year, Aaron, that Luca is is the favorite, um, and he he always drops in odds. He always he starts around four to one, and then he always comes down. Now I don't know if this is the year he just starts off hot and takes it all the way home. But again, I would just go with like the past history on that and just hold off on Luca um, MVP. I'm kind of liking. Let's see here. I okay, Embiid's about seven to one, and he almost had it robbed from him last 
last year. I mean, he was the MVP, and then Jokic just, you know, came down the stretch with some monster numbers out here in Denver. And Bede is a guy who I feel like is on a mission this year, and I really like him to win MVP. Going down the list a little bit, Giannis is always going to be there. I don't think you can go wrong if you pick up Giannis futures. He's just, he's the most dominant player, I feel, in the NBA. And then, you know, if you want to take, I don't think Jokic can win it three years in a row. I just don't see it. He's got his Mm -hmm. supporting cast back. Unless they win the West, um, I just don't see him doing it. A guy like Tatum, I think, has a chance. But um, down the list, you know, John Morant's 15 to 1. I'd rather take the Grizzlies in futures around 20, 25 to 1 than put it all on Ja. He gets injured quite a bit with that thin frame. Um, long shot, how about LeBron James? 30 to 1. Uh, he had MVP numbers last year, but his team was horrible. I'm from Cleveland. I watched this guy since he was a sophomore in high school. He's the greatest player of our generation. If the Lakers can stick it together, I think LeBron at 30 to 1, you know, I think that drops to single digits. I, I, I brought that na- name up earlier. Yeah, he's not even top 10 in the odds. And then he's going to pass Kareem on the all-time scoring list. Narrative's going to get out of control. Voters want to give it to him. Like, I, I can see there being some value there on LeBron. Okay, so we're on the same wavelength there. What about Rookie of the Year? And it isn't strictly, okay, you're you're the one pick. You're the favorite. Let's, let's move down the line. There is a line of uh, demarcation after the top five is where you really see that drop off. But right now, Paolo, no surprise, he is your favorite. Then it goes to, at most sports books, Keegan Murray, Matherin, Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, and it, it, they view the top five as uh, likely coming from there for the rookie of the year. What about you? Is it worth even going down the board at all, or do you have a favorite up there? Yeah, I've done really well in the Rookie of the Year in the past. Um, unfortunately, last year, Evan Mobley got it snuck out from underneath him by Scotty Barnes. But, um, you know, Scotty Barnes and, and Mobley, I think, were the third and fourth pick in the draft. And uh, we had uh, Jalen Green and uh, what's his name? Cade Cunningham were the leading favorites coming into the year. They were nowhere to be found in the voting. So I'm going to stay away from Paolo uh, right away at 2-1 to one mm-hmm. or whatever he is. I love Keegan Murray. Uh, he's He's really a great player. And, you know, you want to talk narrative. If he can get the Kings somehow, some way into the play-in game, I think that's the story of the year for rookies. I don't want to go too far down the down the board, Joe, without watching some of these players. Um, I Usually with rookie of the year, I like to watch how they come out, see what kind of where they are in the rotation. Last year, I jumped on Mobley maybe after the third game, after I saw he was playing 36 minutes and just looked incredible. And, um, you know, Benedict Matherin over in Indiana – he led all rookies in scoring during the preseason. He's about 7-1. to one. If Buddy Heald gets traded, and I know he's been in talks to be, you know, that three-point shooter all these contenders need, I could see Matherin being a very high scorer next to Halliburton and um, also being a contender. So I'm going to stay away from the favorite. I love Chet, Chet Holmgren. It's a shame he's out for the year because I love his yeah. game and his defensive play. I was all over him. I w- would be all over him for rookie of the year, but without him, I'm going to go with Keegan Murray and Benedict uh, Matherin as my, you know, five to one, seven to one guys out of the gates, and then kind of watch the rest of the rookies how they perform. I love it. What about six man of the year? I'm seeing Jordan Poole as the favorite, and I can see why. I mean, he's could be a starter on many teams. Um, where are you looking in this market? 
Yeah, Aaron, this award almost always goes to a shooting guard who scores, um, you know, dating back to the Pistons with uh, the microwave. Um, I, I, I like Jordan Poole definitely for six man of the year. I mentioned Kerr's going to be, you know, cutting minutes on his starters out of the gates. And I think that might be a season long thing. They have one goal in mind, the Warriors, that's to repeat. They don't want to burn out Clay Thompson and Steph Curry during the regular season when they have Jordan Poole, who they just signed for a gazillion dollars, um, you know. To Norman Powell on the Clippers, you know, he could play a big role, again, resting Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't play on back-to-backs, and, and Paul George, who, you know, has always seemed to be banged up. I think Powell could have a good year. But Christian Wood is a guy in Dallas who's supposed to come off the bench this year for Jason Kidd. If they keep him on the bench um, as a six-man and don't start him, he could put up 20 and 10 off the bench. That would immediately vault him right to the front. And a long shot in this category, I'm going to go with the Denver guy, Bones Highland who really, really played well at the end of last year. You guys know I go to all of the Nuggets games, and he was hitting threes from way downtown. I don't think he'll win it, but at about 30-1, to 1, Bones Highland, um, you know, maybe maybe he gets hot this year and averages 17-18 a game and sneaks into that award category. All right, very good. Some uh, interesting looks there. What about uh, Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, later on in the season last year, there was value on the board because Marcus Smart, one day you wake up, he's 100-1. to Then the next day, the, the Time Lord injury happens, and those odds completely cut. He's near the top of the board. So do you have a preseason pick? Uh, we're going to jump in season. What's the plan of attack? Last year was crazy, Joe. I mean – Wow, like Marcus Smart, I would have never thought that he would have won the award. Like you say, he was like 100 to 1, and then all of a sudden he wins. Um, Adebayo was like 80 to 1, and then he jumped to the favorite, and then he almost got it stolen from him. So last year we had, you know, Embiid get the MVP stolen from him. We had Mobley get the Rookie of the Year stolen from him. And Adebayo get the Defensive Player of the Year stolen from him. I like Bam to come in. You know, he he mentioned that he should have been a, a Defensive Player of the Year. So he's aware of this award. I like him this year. Um, Giannis is always going to be a contender, just like with MVP. He just gobbles up rebounds and plays fantastic defense. But the guy that I'm targeting should be no surprise to people. Evan Mobley, around 25 to 1. This guy, I don't know how he didn't win Rookie of the Year. I think the voters don't care about defense because his defense is incredible. He's seven feet tall. He's going to average over two blocks a game. He's going to average over 10 rebounds a game. And with those little guards of uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland up front going for steals all the time, I think that, that you know they're going to get blown by sometimes, and it's just going to be Mobley in the lane, swatting shots, grabbing rebounds. Evan Mobley, 20, 25 to 1 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I think he's just going to be one of the best players in the NBA. So watch out for that long shot. What about your Cavaliers when it comes to the win total? I was looking at over on the Cavs, uh, 47 and a half. Any win total bets that you like? Aaron, you have to bring up the Cavaliers. You know, you, you're going to get me all uh, excited. It's opening night. My Cleveland Cavaliers, last time I was on this show, I had about 10 seconds to talk NBA. I told everybody, grab the Cavs at 100 to 1. <laughs> Uh, I think mm -hmm. their win total was like 41 at the time. So oh, now it's a little higher. Man. I do like the Cavs to win 50 games this year. I don't know if I want to play the win total. That's a seven-month-long bet at minus 110. Yeah. Um, I still think the Cavs are undervalued on the futures market. I really do. I don't know if they're going to win it all this year, but they're going to contend. Last year they came out of the gates on fire, leading the East for, for months. 
I like that again. Let's go with Cavs 30, 35 to 1 to win the championship and see if they can get a top seed in the East and then play around with that. Um, I don't want to bet a 110 minus 110 out of them. I want to go, I want to go big on the Cavs this year. With our favorite sports investor, Zach Price, that's economics on Twitter. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Let's transition over there to the NFL. And uh, our listeners know that I spend way too much time talking about Survivor. I'm obsessed with it. And after six weeks, you are part of the 6%, my friend. The 6% that is still alive in my pool. I mean, this year has been insane uh there were start with the 1131 entries and you're part of the 79 How, how'd you get here what has worked for you and you know there's a little bit of luck there always is especially with the nfl and the number of coin flips that we have but uh how tough has it been navigating it well you know i'm gonna bring up that real quick joe um what a great what a great fun you know thing to do for the nfl is just pick one team to win every week so let's see i think i've had um oh boy my picks have been you know ravens rams Bengals, packers bucks and then i went with the vikings this past week i was the only one in your pool to pick the one person i was the only one they were playing the dolphins on their third string quarterback now i'll say the first thing is luck you got to have luck in a survivor league with a thousand people Mm -hmm. um I didn't know Teddy Bridgewater was going to come in for the Dolphins. That, you know, that scared the heck out of me, especially in Miami. But you got to go against the grain in Survivor. You can't just take, oh, the the biggest favorite every week because you're not gaining anything on the field. A field of 1,100 other competitors, you have to zig when everyone else is zagging. You got to go. So I've been holding on to the bills in my back pocket. And I'm waiting for that moment where everyone seems to have played the bills and we get in a tough week. No one knows what to do. And I want to coast through while everyone else is is picking coin flip games. So I think this week I might go with the Cowboys over the Lions, maybe the Chargers over the Seahawks. I got to think about that one. But I'm keeping holding on to the Bills. Well, we've got to get your take on Super Bowl. Who are you looking at now? Where is their value for the Super Bowl? Okay, Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, so value is tough right now. I mean, the Bills are such a heavy favorite. They're clearly the best team. Um, they beat KC and KC. I think you could pick up some KC at 8-1 to one here. I think that that's still value. Um, it looks like it's going to be those two in the AFC Championship game. So do I want the 3-1 to one Bills or the 8-1 to one Chiefs? I, you know, Bills are a little better right now, but Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that's a coin flip to me, that that game, just like it was this week. But if I go down, you know, I mentioned on the show when I came on before the season, you know, the Buccaneers and the Packers could slack a little bit this year with those old quarterbacks they Mm -hmm. have. They're both 500. And I liked the Vikings, and I still do. The Vikings are 20 to 1. They're going to win that division. So give them the division. The NFC is very weak this year, very weak outside the Eagles. Um, the Cowboys are about 20, 25 to one and Dak Prescott hasn't even played. Everyone wants to say quarterback controversy. Dak was like the MVP last year until, you know, things went south. I think he can come back. He didn't hurt his legs. I know it's his thumb. If he's okay with that thumb, I, the defense is great. They got that Turpin, um, kicking, kick returns and punt returns. He's a flash of lightning. I like the Cowboys as a long shot in the NFC. What uh, we got about 30 seconds, Zach, and we were talking about this uh, along the same lines as you about how poor the NFC is. Then there's one good team right now in the Eagles, and I think they're gettable. Uh, three and three teams Atlanta, Seattle, triple digits for both of them in the conference, not Super Bowl, conference. You dabble with just these long shots? 
I, I, I love doing that. Um, I, I would dabble a little bit on the Falcons. The Seahawks, um, I don't know if they can keep it up. I don't know. The Falcons, I think, you know, I, I, I don't know. I would put a little bit on, on the Falcons. Uh, just just take sure. a flyer on them. Mariota, he's, he's experienced. I know Geno Smith is too, but I, I, I would take a little bit on the Falcons, but not too much stock in it this year. That was Zach Price on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Up next, it's time for Lightning Bets, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.